Ladies and gentlemen, Comedy Roundtable. Coming up on this episode. Mom, please bring me toast. <laughs> toast, ma! Ma! Toast, I please! Want waffles! Please toast! <laughs> you may not know this about me, but I did have mirrors surgically implanted on the inside of my eyelids so that I can just close my <laughs> Every eyes. Every time you close your eyes. Right. <laughs> I think the only thing I can actually claim to be an expert on is Taylor Swift. <laughs> I know absolutely everything. I want to be the next Van Gogh. I can't name a museum. (laughs) We have saved a chair for you, our listener, and we've also saved a chair here at the Roundtable for our guest this evening, Hannah Fairweather. Welcome to the episode. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me. We are in studio today, not in the Landmark Landmark Diner. Diner. We are here (laughs) live in the studio, and the reason for that is because our guest is in Edinburgh. Yeah. That's correct. As we're recording, so we appreciate you taking the time here at the end of the year. This episode, we're recording it at the end of one year, but it will we'll see you next uh, year. be able to c- be consumed in the different year. Wow. I mean, I think it could be consumed in different years. Do you anyhow. ever outgrow that- the see you next year? Talk to you next year. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And like, I almost want to smack people when they do that this now. Wasn't what you just did the podcast equivalent of no. see you next year? No. Mm, kind of <laughs> was. That's what I'm going to say at the yeah. end. But we are international. We're, we're talking across the pond. Modern technology has brought Hannah right into our living room. We've gotten information about the weather already. It's been a little chilly. There was some <laughs> snow for Christmas. She's made a miraculous recovery, as she told us, on the mend. It was strange to ask Santa for the flu. Yeah. <laughs> Fairness, it's an important gift that you can give another. Yeah. Exactly. He was spreading the Christmas chair. <laughs> yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. COVID and the uh, flu. That's what I'm going to start calling. What did you get? I gave you a little bit of Christmas cheer, dude. You say that, but I, I, I did make my entire family sick and we just all spent Christmas oh, separately. No. In oh, separate no. rooms and then <laughs> my brother's been home for the holidays, I guess, but I've barely seen him just because I've been <laughs> in my room and he's been in his. So. Yeah, it's because you're not feeling well? Or is it because you don't like your yes, brother? Yes, yeah. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> and it seems like you got better. No, no, no. I'm, uh, no, no, still uh, sick. Still sick. Still very sick. <laughs> so I'm also quite bad at being sick. Like I realized that I was like, mum, please bring me toast. And then she was sick and I was like, oh, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask for toast, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, we have three topics for you today. You are going to choose from these topics, choose them one at a time, and then we will proceed from there. Fair? Mm-hmm. Sounds fair. Okay. All right. Your topics for this episode of Comedy Roundtable with Hannah Fairweather are knock, knock, odd curriculum, self checkout. Ooh, okay for odd curriculum. All right. Odd curriculum, starting with Adam. One of the things that I've often said is if I were ever to win the lottery, like if I didn't have to work and I could learn stuff that I really wanted to learn as like a life skill or things to do. One of the things I'd like to, we have, a, it's probably don't, you don't have it in the UK, but it's, 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 a, it's a short order cook who can right. take in all those orders and make all those different things. And for 30 days, I'd love to work as that. I don't think, I think it'd be a miserable, like a difficult career. But I would love to know how to do that. Is there anything that you would like to learn to do in an odd curriculum? Like, what is this? Is there a life skill that you don't have that you would you would really love to learn? Oh, I don't know. I this is actually because I, I studied um, in America, and I kind of like the way that you guys do uni of like the first year being like a bunch of subjects, whereas here you just kind of go straight into whatever your degree is. So like, yeah, like I I liked the fact that like, I kind of got to dabble in a few different things. I'd like to do more art, um, like, like 
genuine art. Like, like painting or like... Like painting, drawing, yeah. that sort of stuff. Like, I am, um, yeah, I'm a firm, firm believer that comedy is not art. Um, right. So I'd like to do some actual actual art, I guess. And then when you think about painting, what kind of painting? <laughs> I mean, not that I have any skill No, no, but this but is I, what we're um, going to learn, right? So you're going to be great at it. Like landscape, like acryl- acrylics, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Can we go yeah. back to this comedy is not art thing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my... <laughs> insulted you there <laughs> oh not me but every one of our listeners my yeah, comedy no, is okay. definitely not art but <laughs> no, so, I, so i'm curious if you were sitting in the green room and you raised that question how philosophical do you think the conversation would be or would it just be shut down i think it could get disgustingly philosophical yeah. <laughs> and that that's probably yeah part of why i'd be like it's not it's not art. <laughs> that would be kind of a fun thing to do in each green room you just have that as your entertainment what if you had an art installation so if you said okay hannah for one year, what would be a life-changing amount of money for you? And I don't mean just temporarily. Any money at this point, really. <laughs> okay. There we go. So now, if I said, Hannah, for one year, you are going to be an exhibit at what's the biggest art museum in the UK? Oh, I don't know. Um, God. Say any um, art museum. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Metropolitan Museum of London. Go. Okay. Whatever that is. <laughs> okay. Right? Hola. Right, <laughs> showing my complete lack of culture by being like, I like art. I can't name a museum. Yeah, that's good. Like, I, I want to be the next Van Gogh. I can't name a museum. <laughs> so you're gonna have tons of tourists and arts mm. fans and whatever it is. And for six hundred forty million dollars, you are going to be an exhibit, and you are going to tell jokes for a year as an art expressive oh, yeah. art. I, I mean, I would, I would do oh, it for the money. <laughs> She's about to tell jokes for an entire year and not get paid $600 million. She's like, that's what I but do. She, but, not, but she's considering no part of it is art. <laughs> no, I hear you. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not claiming that I have integrity behind my statements. <laughs> if there's money involved, I'll call it art. Let's dance. <laughs> All right, Hannah, here's what, I, here's what I suggest that you do. Before you go on one night in the green room, you need to tell everybody that comedy is not art. Start the discussion. Go perform. He'll come back in and immediately say, I was wrong. That was art. What I just did is clearly I an artist. I am a master of the craft. What? Yeah, but then if you start the conversation and you come back in and people are like, no, yeah, it's not art, actually. You're right. <laughs> yeah. They're like, that, after that, watching yeah. your act, we're like, yeah, it's definitely not art. Hannah, you make a point. You make yeah. a very good point. There is that potential yes, backfire. You have definitely made a point. Yeah. Yes. All right, Hannah, if you were put in charge of the education system in the UK, which class would you want to add to the curriculum, but you would have to teach it? Oh, I think the only thing I can actually claim to be an expert on is um, Taylor Swift. Oh. <laughs> I know. I know Hold on. Everything. You're Swifty. I, a big one, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> are, you, are you also? Well, I have a 13-year-old daughter, so I kind of have to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As you're building your Taylor Swift curriculum, is the syllabus by album? Is it by song? Is it by... Phases in her career? Song subject? Her entire body of work has to be studied together because it just, the more you know, the better it gets. Like if you, there's, it's so, like everything she does is so self-referential. So you yes. have to kind of like know the early stuff to really appreciate the later stuff. So I think I'd just do a chronological order. Do you realize how popular... At university, at that age group, like how popular your class would be, the history of Taylor Swift. Like if yeah. you if you did the and history of Taylor Swift, they would cr- you'd literally have to do it in the stadium. Problem is, there'd be two classes, yeah. and they'd be like, "Oh God, I hope I get Professor Hannah." 
<laughs> and they're like, oh, I right. got, I got Hernan. Oh, There's he doesn't know the first thing. He doesn't know anything doesn't about know Taylor. Anything about Taylor Swift. Like, There's <laughs> one class where they're just like, so shake it off. <laughs> you go pitch this at the University of Edinburgh. You will fill that class, and you could be an adjunct professor. How cool oh, would that be? That might be the the next career. Yeah. My um my fringe my Edinburgh fringe show. I kind of um I talked about Taylor Swift quite a bit in it, and I, I was amazed at like the number of seats that filled. Like oh yeah, uh, my. Like some of my press releases and stuff, just um, like luckily I had a review that called me the Taylor Swift of comedy, and I, yeah. I went absolutely nice. to town on it, and I put put that in every every press release. All right, odd curriculum. What is a life lesson that you received from an unlikely source that has proved to be true? Oh gosh, I don't know. When have I when have I ever learned anything? <laughs> Let me give you an example. There was a gentleman who was a bathroom attendant at an establishment <laughs> that I frequented at a different time in my life. And he was missing part of a finger. And so his nickname that everybody called him was Nub. Right. And so Nub was very fond of saying, if you got a heartbeat, you got a chance. And so for many, many years, at a time late in the evening, I'd be in the restroom and on the way out, Nub would say, uh, got a heartbeat, got a chance. It's a good life lesson from an hmm. unlikely source. I like that. That's a very, very good message. He wrote um, the question, Hannah. So, of course, he's going to have a good story. He's going to have a good story. Don't feel like you have to beat that <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah. All right, you, you didn't tell us which finger was missing, but this index. is just... It was an index. Part of it, it was, it was just the first... So it was from the middle knuckle past. Sawing issue. was gone. I didn't really want to know, but I, I, I did <laughs> think about this. And now, this is why I asked the question. Oh, wait, you, did we get Hannah's answer to the last question? She's still working okay. on her answer, so she'll yeah. jump in when okay. she's got it. You, you just raise your hand when you're ready. Right. <laughs> Regarding Nub, if the top part of his middle finger was off, mm -hmm. is it still considered giving someone the middle finger if it's only half a finger? It's all in the intent there, yes, isn't it? Yes, exactly. If you're, if you're wanting to give someone the middle finger, it's about it's about, it's about wanting intent. to give them the middle finger. Yeah, it's well, about intent. you had a uh, when I was doing a little pre-show research, you had a I guess a blog entry about um, oh, yes. phantom <laughs> limbs, right? And you were relating. Oh about, yes, I, I I did mention that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I think that you can have much like you'd have phantom limb, you could give phantom gesture. So you're telling me that if I walk by somebody who's missing an arm, that they might be giving me the middle finger. 100%. And I've got to look at body language to figure 100%. out. Because I don't have the benefit of seeing the finger. i got to look at, are they looking at me? Like cross-eyed? All right. So that is segment one here of Comedy Roundtable with our guest this episode, Hannah Fairweather. Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, we will return with our guest in just a moment. So basically last night I went for dinner with my friend. Um, and my friend ordered like a whole bunch of really expensive food that I didn't really want. And then she ended up having to leave before the food even arrived. And it wasn't her fault, but that's a pretty rubbish situation for us both, right? Like, I was there paying for things I didn't want. She didn't even get to enjoy the things that she'd asked for. Now, that's why I think really old people shouldn't be allowed to vote. <laughs> you guys, you guys reckon? Um, okay. no, I like I I starting with that joke because I know before I got to the punchline, everyone here thought that I was going to be shit. Um, <laughs> And that is really fun for me. I do like looking out and seeing disappointed faces. Um, really makes me feel at home. 
Uh, it does. My parents are really disappointed in me, and I think that's absolutely fair. I, I think it's so. They they should be like honestly like my by my age, my parents had achieved so much more than I have. Like honestly, like by my age, my parents had a house and my parents had a family. And actually, to be fair to me, so do I. Um, but it is the same house and it is the same family. <laughs> um, we moved all around the world when I was a kid. It was six different countries I grew up in, and Australia was one of them, which is why I sound like this. I guess it was like when my when my accent was like solidifying. I I was in Perth, um, but we we lived it all over the place. Now the reason we moved around uh, is because my dad uh, he's a doctor without borders. Uh, doesn't work for the organisation, just has a PhD and does not understand boundaries. Um, the, man, the man just loved to move. I went to university in South Carolina. The reason I ended up in South Carolina, I, I got a golf scholarship, but I ended up in South Carolina. Has anyone been to South Carolina from, from that part of the world? No? Uh, yeah, I always say the best way to sum it up is um, my, my roommate had a pro-life sticker on her automatic weapon. Uh, that's, that's the kind of place I was dealing with. It was, I found it really difficult to live there. It was, it, as you, you're right, it's really pretty though. When I first got there, I thought it was so picturesque, but, but once I met the people, <laughs> I didn't love it. Um, <laughs> you know what the big football team in South Carolina are called? They're, they're called the South Carolina Gamecocks, but, <laughs> but they just call them the Cocks. <laughs> Uh, and no one there finds that funny. <laughs> like every, like all of the merch just has the word cocks, just some big capital letters all over it. So I bought it all. <laughs> My friend Teddy almost set his house on fire. He used a counterfeit, you know, a fake wall charger. He had to go to the hospital. Real products are tested for safety. Visit ncpc.org slash go for real. Brought to you by NCPC and the USPTO. In a world, there was one podcast that made all others look like silly little part-time, half-baked ideas that should have been thrown in the trash can after being written down. That's a super long-winded way of saying that Drunk Theory Podcast is the best-kept secret out there right now. There are a bunch of idiots talking about conspiracy theories, and when these four come together, they have the capability to solve just about any question coming their way. But keep in mind, they're idiots, so sometimes they won't have the answer. But we guarantee you'll end up laughing so hard you cry or urinate in your pants. I don't make the rules here. So let Matthew, Kara, Kelly, and Ryan give you everything you never know you needed and more. Only on Drunk Theory Podcast. Available on all major streaming platforms. More conspiracies coming soon. All right, back at the Comedy Roundtable, normally recorded at the Landmark Diner with the Punchline Comedy Club immediately adjacent. Our comedian guest this week is not with us at the Punchline because she is across an ocean joining us from Edinburgh. She is Hannah Fairweather, Jamie, Jamie, and Adam. Of course, hosting this terrific fast-paced episode. So your two remaining subjects are knock-knock or self-checkout. Let's do self-checkout. Self-checkout starting with Adam. Okay. When you think about yourself, what is your best feature and what is your worst feature? Are you interviewing her for a job? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's the self-checkout. Yeah. No, it's the self-checkout. What are the, what are the, what do you think are your three greatest No, weaknesses? my point is, like, you're, you're, you're checking yourself out, <laughs> right? Your self-checkout. Am I, am I going to go for the classic um, job interview answers? Oh, please do like, not. I'm, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I'm too much of a perfectionist. Yeah, I'm yeah. too much of a perfectionist. I'm, <laughs> I just try too hard. I take stuff. on too many things at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always doing extra stuff. Go ahead. I say best is I'm, I think I'm a very good friend. I'm very loyal. Oh, good. I think that's probably 
best feature worst um what, what do you least like about yourself what do i least like about myself oh god <laughs> how much time we got the list is long um, yeah the fact that you infect your family at christmas time yeah exactly very very selfish is it you're um, selfish and you're like, yeah. no not selfish i'm generous <laughs> generous with yes. the flu I want people to understand what I'm going through, so I <laughs> let them know. Can um, I modify Adam's question? You may. Okay. I shall allow it. In a persona on stage, what aspects of it are most true to who you oh. believe yourself to be and which are least attached to who you are? This has been a question improvement by Jamie Bendel. <laughs> My my first my like debut show was it was called Just a Normal Girl Who Enjoys Revenge and it was kind of um, it was all of the things that I think if I was a more confident person who stood up for myself I would those are the things I would have said so it's kind of like every kind of thought that you have in the shower after an argument that you're like oh I should have said that mm -hmm. but it was me like kind of being assertive and pretending that I said those things right. it's a, it's a part of me my stage persona but it's not the the real me it's the it's the me I wish I was like confident enough to actually be if that makes sense mm -hmm. that's good yeah so if you were seeking revenge for having to have the experience of being on this podcast is that <laughs> going to be against us or against our good friend Julian Hall, the PR genius who connected us together. <laughs> no, no, I have absolutely no clubs with either either party. Oh, see, <laughs> okay. both of us. But are do good. do it's send us if you if after the episode you think of things you would have preferred to have said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yes>. Send some <laughs> clips of those. I live my entire classic life. Classic <laughs> And we'll we'll see if Jamie can't put those yeah. back into the episode. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, Jamie, self checkout. If in passing you happen to come across a mirror in public, is it socially acceptable to check yourself out? And what length of time can you linger before it becomes awkward? Um, I think it's absolutely acceptable. Um, and I think you can always play it off as like, oh, I was just, you know, checking that I had no lipstick on my teeth or whatever. But yeah, Eddie, I'm, my dad makes fun of me because any shiny surface around the house, <laughs> if he catches me walking faster, I'll be looking at myself. <laughs> and I have no excuse. It will be days where I'm not. Like I, I'm not wearing lipstick. I don't have I don't have anything to check or anything. So I'm very much guilty of it. So I can't I can't criticize anyone else for doing it. Length of time. I think you've got to make it subtle. Like you can't can't be standing there. Ten minutes too long. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> so you've got to be able to see the left side and then the right side. You know, a profile. You just you've walk got to... back and forth <laughs> in front of the mirror. Right at that point, you start to say, "I should be doing fashion." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You may not know this about me, but I did have mirrors surgically implanted on the inside of my eyelids so that I can just close my <laughs> Every eyes. Every time you close your eyes. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you're not seeing yourself. Yes, I am. What are you seeing? You're seeing the reflection of your retina. They're like, magical a... mirrors. All right. Jamie right, your Bendel, question? your question. My question. Self-checkout. <laughs> okay. So there's always an ongoing debate as businesses think of new ways to have us check ourselves out of stores and whatnot. And many people object to doing that task. What is one aspect of your life that you resent that you have to do for yourself? Oh, a lot of things. <laughs> I'd rather not do anything, really. Yeah, um, me too. Especially making toast. Very much looking forward to retirement. Yeah. When it comes to like cleaning and stuff, I'm good with... I, I don't like ironing. I'll do any any other cleaning I'm fine with, I do. But ironing, I just... What's the issue with I, ironing? My wife also hates to iron. Like, it's, it's she won't iron. I, d I don't know what it is specifically about it. I feel like other things, like, you know, you can, like, chuck something 
I, I guess it, it could actually, it, it feels like it should be a good one because you could just stand there and watch yeah. TV or whatever. But I, I kind of, I guess I like chucking stuff in the washing machine and then moving just on or whatever. Just taken care of. Just take care of it, machine. So, I, I mean, I just kind of, I actively buy things that don't need to be ironed because yes. I just... I if, just dislike well, it. traveling and doing gigs and whatnot. I mean, yeah. the, the not mm-hmm. iron, you know. So if something becomes wrinkled, it, it's just in the trash. Discard it. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. it's disposable it's, it's in Hannah's house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I would say in 2022, I've ironed. I've started ironing T-shirts. Oh God, you're that guy, the iron T-shirt guy. Honestly, Hannah, you if you met a guy at a bar and he had an iron T-shirt, you'd be like, this guy. Uh, I'm just getting rid of some of the wrinkles. Right? He's I'm just probably, getting rid of probably looking in the mirror yeah, all the time. Way, as well. Yeah, and he really loves the guy in the mirror. By the way, right? I'm like, look at how shabby this dude looks. Like wrinkles everywhere. I'm too old in life to be all wrinkled up. All right, so Hannah, this is a safe space. How much at this point, and recall that he doesn't like Taylor Swift and he likes to iron his t-shirts, how much do you dislike <laughs> Jamie at man. this point? <laughs> yeah, that would probably, probably you mentioned Julian for the revenge. It's probably going to have to be you at this point. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? Yeah, Julian likes Taylor Swift. We got beef. Hey, we can promote this now. We got beef with Hannah there. Yeah, so we would be remiss, and I feel like it's a bit cliched. It's been a bit of a uh, busy summer family drama over on your way of things between the queen oh, and the, 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 the family. royal that family. family. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hannah, I just figured it out. You've got a little Kate Middleton thing going too. And oh, you could, thank you. <laughs> no, in addition to, so I've got two career moves for you right now. Like one, you go work the for the Taylor Swift professor thing. That's one. <laughs> two, you could probably go be like on a security detail for the family. <laughs> right. Cause you, you could be this, you could be the body double. I want to be on the crown if this is. <laughs> oh, good yeah. point. Right. Yeah, right. Possible 2023 Kate Middleton on tour and comedy clubs all around the world. With Taylor Swift. She's a, she's, no, 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 she's a no, cross no, between no, Kate just, and Taylor. Just, oh, my God. Well, am I, uh, what, pretending to be her, doing a yeah. sort of... Right, like a fabulous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Or what if Kate, the handcuffs came off Kate and she was able to tell all yeah. the jokes about her life? Yeah, I guess that is kind of my, my brand already. Though. Yeah, that's true. All right, so... Wrapping it up, your Hannah Fairweather on all the social medias, follow you there for new content, upcoming shows, all the rest of it. Is that fair? Yes, I think it's um, Han Fairweather on Twitter, but yeah. If you Google me, it's all there. Well, it's been a great pleasure to have you here on the roundtable. We will hopefully catch up with you next year. (laughs) (laughs) Nice callback. (laughs) Right? There you go. But until then, continued success. And thank you for being a guest here on the Comedy Roundtable. For Adam, Jamie, and Jamie, or as I sometimes say it, Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, and our guest, Hannah Fairweather, this is Comedy Roundtable. Put your chair back where you found it. We will catch up with you next episode. Hey, Comedy Roundtable listeners, since you're a fan of this podcast, that means that you enjoy being entertained through your ear holes and you appreciate unfiltered sarcasm. And that's why we think you'll love our show. It's called Midnight Facts for Insomniacs, and it's a history and pop culture podcast featuring weekly deep dives into a diverse variety of topics and also featuring us, comedians and lifelong friends Shane Rogers and Duncan McEwen. So whether you're nocturnal, sleep deprived or just a fan of laughing and learning, We'll keep you entertained with more than 120 episodes covering everything from astrology to pirates, cults to UFOs, conspiracy theories to the history of personality tests. Just search for Midnight Facts in any podcast player to join the Midnight Masses. Have you ever received a wrong email? Sure you have. We all have. 
But did your wrong email lead you on a two-year quest across England to a psychiatrist in Berlin and ultimately to a funeral? Mine did. I'm Rob Collins, and this is Square Peg. Hello, Frank. A few years ago, I accidentally got sucked into the bizarre world of a vengeful one-eyed British curmudgeon on a decades-long mission to get his brother thrown in jail. And he actually used it like a dagger. He's got away with it so far. And things got weird. What they wanted to do was really hurt him. They wanted to give him a good beating. There's something mysterious about it I want to find out. Yes, you can fit a square peg into a round hole. Podcast the newsletter said it was so riveting that they couldn't stop listening. Check out all eight episodes at squarepegpodcast.com or search for Square Peg wherever you listen.